Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. Oh, Kevin Klein here. Solo show today. Hope you guys don't mind that. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. If you're watching live right now, of course, it's Christmas Eve. If you're listening to the podcast and it's Christmas morning, hope you and your family are having a great Christmas. Of course, if you're listening to this later in the year, maybe you're, it's already New Year's. Hope you had a fun New Year's. Hope you didn't get too drunk. But yeah, this is the best December in Los Angeles Dodgers history. I think it's safe to say this is just a glorious time right now to be a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. It's a new era, and they've made the playoffs 10, 11 consecutive years, whatever it is. They've got one World Series out of it, should have been two. Regardless, this is a new era of Dodgers baseball, and it's going to be led by Shohei Otani, Yoshi Nobu Yamamoto, and of course, the regulars, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Walker Bueller, Tyler Glass now, Will Smith, Max Muncie. This is a loaded team. What's going on, 275 Vet? Christmas as a Dodgers fan is effing good. Damn right. Get me to spring training already. Get me to opening day. This is incredible. I mean, this Dodgers team is just star-studded. I cannot wait to see these guys report to Camelback Ranch and get this thing going. Spring training is going to be bonkers. I mean, good luck getting tickets for those first few weeks. Everyone's going to be lining up to see Shohei Otani in a Dodgers uniform. And these games don't even count. And it's going to be insane. He wasn't even at spring training really last season for the Angels because of the World Baseball Classic. Well, it's going to be a different story now. Camelback Ranch is going to be covered by the media. It's going to be covered by fans all over the world because they want to see Shohei Otani play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And yeah, these games don't count for anything, but they're certainly going to count um, for moral reasons. They're going to want to see what Shohei Otani looks like, how he connects in a more intimate atmosphere with his new teammates. They're going to want to see Yoshinobu Yamamoto, how he connects with his new teammates in a more intimate atmosphere. So this is going to be insane. I cannot wait for this season. I hope everyone's having a great morning so far. Hope you did all your Christmas shopping. Hope you didn't uh, procrastinate and you have to go to the store right now, buy last minute gifts because that's always a nightmare. Um, I was at the outlet stores yesterday and that was a mad scene. So, um, so the whole point of the show is, yes, I'm going to talk about stuff, but I want to make this a more back and forth experience with everyone in the chat right now. 
So you can literally ask me anything that's appropriate. I will answer all your questions, anything Dodgers related, anything life related. Drop it in the chat. Let's have some fun here on Christmas Eve before Santa Claus comes to town. So let's see what we've got. Another comment from 275. It's crazy that Mookie and Freddie, two of the three NL MVPs, aren't even the stars. That's right. I mean, let's take a step back into 2023. We thought Mookie and Freddie should have been the leaders of this team, and they kind of let Jason Hayward and Miguel Rojas lead the charge. Yeah, that can get you through the regular season, but no team's going to have great postseason success if your leaders are Miguel Rojas and Jason Hayward. There was just some lack of fire still in this team, and I feel like Shohei Otani is going to really bring a different element to this Dodgers clubhouse. So I cannot wait to see how the tables turn, and let's see how they respond to Shohei Otani's leadership here in the Dodgers clubhouse. Harmony Davis, a regular. What's going on, Harmony? Let's answer your question. Who, in your opinion, is the Dodgers' biggest competition in the National League? I think it's safe to say it's still the Atlanta Braves. Another team that had a disappointing postseason outcome. They got bounced in the NLDS as well. But pretty much the entire team is returning. Most of these guys are still in the thick of their prime. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is the reigning National League MVP. Matt Olson had a monster season. Sean Murphy is a great catcher. Ozzie Albies, when he's healthy, is a pretty solid second baseman. And Austin Riley at third. He's a, one of the best third basemen in Major League Baseball. And then, of course, their pitching staff, a little bit thin versus years past. But I believe Max Freed is in a contract year. And so he could have the best season of his life as he's looking to fetch a big payday. They've really upgraded their bullpen. They got Bummer from the White Sox. And then, of course, Iglesias is in the back end of their pen. So the Braves, in my opinion, are the biggest competition. Um, I could go into more detail on other National League teams that I think are a threat, but I'm going to move on for now. Alfonso is done shopping. Merry Christmas. That's a W. 275. By the way, you can watch LA play at Wrigley for about 25 bucks. Airfare pays for itself, and the pizza is amazing. Highly recommend going to see a game at Wrigley Field, one of the best stadiums in Major League Baseball. And good to know, if you live near Chicago or you just want to go check out Wrigley Field, Tickets are affordable. Hopefully, he's referring to the Dodgers coming into town. Um, pizza's pretty solid, but in my opinion, Los Angeles has better pizza than Chicago. I'm sorry. New York has the best pizza in the United States. That's my take on that. Next up, Bruce Davis. What's up, Bruce? Will Dodgers add pitching for the bullpen? I personally believe this is what's next for the Dodgers agenda I think they're pretty much good on the starting pitching front, although we could get into a little bit more detail later. Maybe they will add one more starter. Definitely probably more on the cheaper range. Um, but yes, I think the Dodgers are going to still continue to bolster their bullpen. I mean, let's not forget the first half of the season for the Dodgers. Their bullpen was bad. Vessia was inconsistent. 
Ferguson, he was kind of inconsistent in the second half. And then you had Almonte, who basically had a five ERA the entire season. And then he went down. Daniel Hudson, who they were hoping to come back, really never was able to get healthy. He basically made one or two appearances and was out for the season. Blake Trinan was out. Um, Evan Phillips and Broussard Gratterall were the two consistent guys the entire 2023 season. And then, of course, they added Ryan Brazier, who was phenomenal, gave them close to 40 innings, had an ERA below one. He was insane. Not sure if we can expect him to replicate that success if the Dodgers do resign him. And then, of course, Joe Kelly, who we'll get to more stories in a second. They brought back Joe Kelly. He was great for the Dodgers in a limited sample size, but he always is plagued by injuries. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to look to add at least one more arm. I don't know if it's going to be a righty or a lefty. I am still inclined to believe that they are going to target a closer. I think that if the Dodgers can get a bona fide closer, it really will sure up the bullpen. You've got Phillips, who can pitch the seventh or the eighth inning, along with Gratterall. Set those two guys up, build a bridge, hopefully for a solid closer this time, not someone like Craig Kimbrell. And you got yourself a thing, a good thing going. What's up, Michael Carrillo? A trade for Santander. I'm not really sure what the Baltimore Orioles' plan is yet in terms of if they're going to try to move off guys. He's kind of like the veteran leader of that clubhouse. Um, I'm not sure if Baltimore is willing to move him. He'd be a good fit for the Dodgers as a corner outfielder, so I don't mind the move. I do think that they do need to make at least one more acquisition in terms of outfield depth. Sounds like the Boston Red Sox and the Angels are linked to Teoscar Hernandez now. Um, I know that the Dodgers were trying to pursue him earlier in the offseason, and it seems like the momentum has kind of dropped. Not a big Teoscar Hernandez guy, in my opinion. He strikes out way too much. So if you complain about Chris Taylor striking out too much, well, Teoscar Hernandez is even worse. Let's get into this from 275 Vet. Do you all see Shohei bought Ashley Kelly, a Porsche Porsche for uh, that number 17? What a guy Shohei Otani is. What a guy. Apparently, they didn't even, the Kellys didn't even ask anything for in exchange for that number 17. So Merry Christmas to the Kelly family. Shohei Otani, out of the goodness of his heart, just decided to gift Ashley Kelly a Porsche. Uh, probably for the whole movement, one, to recruit him to the Dodgers, and two, just to put up a funny video. So, I mean, what a team player Shohei Otani is. They didn't ask him for anything, and then just out of his good heart, instinctly decided to get gift them a Porsche. So, wow. Talk about a great Christmas gift. And then on that note, if you follow them on Instagram, you could see that Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto went out to dinner together in Beverly Hills. They got some bomb-ass Michelin star sushi. So the chemistry is there. Harmony, favorite Christmas present you got? I received a Harry Potter-themed Dodgers jersey, which is my favorite. It's a tough question. Favorite Christmas gift that I've ever gotten? Um, I mean, I got it, this new MacBook last year. That was pretty sick. So my previous MacBook had lasted like eight years and finally I decided it was time to upgrade. So getting a, getting a Mac Apple computer is always sick. Um, as a kid though, I got one of those Pikachu, like 
stuffed talk talking dolls probably like a foot and a half tall life-size pikachu that lit up and talked um, i'm a big pokemon guy so maybe that's a gift that stands out to me as one of my favorite just having my pikachu sidekick good question coming from maria g where does matt chapman end up a dodger no he will not be a los angeles dodger max muncie is their third baseman and behind Max Muncy, you still have Miguel Vargas and potentially Michael Bush. So the Matt Chapman idea is certainly out because they're not going to pay Scott Boris and overpay for Matt Chapman. Um, I believe that Chapman is most likely going to end up with the San Francisco Giants. I think that the Giants are desperate to make a big move. Um, they really need some stability at third base. They haven't had a good defensive third baseman or a solid guy for years now. I believe Tyro Strada was trying to cover third, and he did a good job, but um, they want him to be probably the shortstop of the future with Brandon Crawford on his last leg. Um, so I think Matt Chapman is going to end up a giant. Um, life journey, what's going on? Trade for David Bednar. Wow. That would be an awesome that would be an awesome move. I mean, I'm surprised that the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have been going nowhere for years now, haven't tried to make a trade for uh, to trade off David Bednar and sell high. I mean, what good does Bednar even do for the freaking Pirates at this point? They're not good. He is one of the best closers in Major League Baseball. So I really like the idea. I could definitely see David Bednar being a target for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why the hell not? Thanks for the great question. Life journey. Trey B is Liam Hendricks coming off Tommy John surgery. Yes, he is a free agent. He did have to undergo Tommy John surgery. He is likely out for all of 2024. Um, if the Dodgers wanted to do him a service and sign him to like one of those Tommy Canely two-year deals where we're going to rehab him for all of this year and then try to bring him back for 2025. Wouldn't mind it. He is getting up there in age, though, but he is one of the best closers in Major League Baseball when healthy. So that's where Liam Hendricks currently stands. Will Shin, do you think the 2021 Dodgers are better than the 2024 Dodgers on paper? No, I do not. I think the 2021 Dodgers were better than the 2022 Dodgers, and they were certainly better than the 2023 Dodgers, but there's no way I can think that they're better than this 2024 Dodgers team. I mean, right now on paper, let's look at their rotations. For the 2024 Dodgers, we've got Yamamoto at the top, Glass now right behind him. Both those guys are top 10 pitchers in Major League Baseball when they're on their game. Walker Buehler is going to be a wild card. He's coming off his second Tommy John surgery. They're going to ease him into this season. It's already been confirmed that he will have some type of innings cap. They might start him on the aisle to begin the year because with Walker Bueller, you can read this, I believe in the OC register, they want him poised and healthy for the second half in October, but following Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller, he could have a breakout season. He already had a really impressive rookie season. And then the back end, Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Yarbrough, Nick Frosso, 
and Landon Knack. Those are some guys that could be in the mix for that number five spot. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a rotating wheel because you can't expect Emmett Sheehan to throw 200 innings next season. He's never thrown that many innings before in his life. Uh, 2021 Dodgers, Max Scherzer obviously was sensational for the Dodgers. Walker Buehler had was a top 10 pitcher in his prime. Uh, Urias had a really great 2021 season. I believe that's when he won the, the 20 games. Um, back end, Kershaw obviously was dealing with injuries, kind of missed the second half. And then I'm sure I'm blanking on people. But lineup-wise, I mean, they didn't have Freddie Freeman in 2021. They didn't have Otani, obviously. They had Corey Seager. Uh, bullpens, they, the bullpen, that 2021 bullpen was strong, but this one could be just as good. So I'm going with the 2024 team right now. Let's see what else. ABZ tracked. Why don't we just bite the bullet and unload the prospects for Randy Arozarena? It's clear that we we need him, and these prospects aren't going to touch the field anyway. Hell yeah. Why not trade for Randy Arozarena? If the Dodgers were able to pull off a trade for Randy Arozarena, they would wreck Major League Baseball. Like Everyone's already crying and is, and is in shambles, but if they pulled off another trade and got Randy Arozarena, like, it's over. This guy is the definition of clutch. Look up his postseason stats, OPS of like a thousand. Loves it, loves to show show up in the big moment. 2020, he was awesome. Carried them in the ALCS, nearly carried them in the World Series. Um, so I'm a big believer that the Dodgers should try to make a trade for Randy Rosarena. Um, but if I'm being a realist here, I don't think the Rays are going to trade him right now. The Rays are definitely trying to compete for the 2024 season. And yeah, as good as the Yankees and Orioles might look. The Rays always find a way to be in the mix. So, love the idea. Don't see it happening right now. Harmony Davis, would you sign Josh Hader? I wouldn't be mad at it. It's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a slightly bigger contract than Edwin Diaz. Um, but I am certainly on board with the idea of signing Josh Hader. He kind of burned and ruffled some feathers last season because he wouldn't really pitch more than three outs. He was not a big fan of pitching in back-to-back days. That was part of the downfall for the Padres. But once he gets paid, you know he's going to do pretty much anything that the Dodgers ask of him. This is also a guy that wants to win. He has a lot of postseason experience. So it's going to cost a lot of money. I personally wouldn't probably try to pay overpay for Josh Hader, but I, I would like the move. I I don't think I would do it to answer the question, but if the Dodgers did it, I fully support it. Start one, bench one, cut one. Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Aaron Judge. I mean, this is really easy. I'm starting Mickey Mantle. Might be the greatest hitter, greatest Yankee of all time. I'll bench Roger Maris, and then I'll cut Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge doesn't even know how to cover out the outfield in Dodger Stadium. He stubbed his big toe last time and missed like a month. So that's where I stand on that. Michael Carrillo, sign Zach Plesak as an innings eater. He would be a reclamation project for the league minimum. 
definitely on brand a good point the issue with zach Plesak though is he's not a team player and so i don't know if the dodgers are going to gamble on a guy that has a bad reputation but there was a point a few years ago where he was a top 30-ish pitcher and he was able to definitely eat innings but he's kind of spiraled out of control he's got a bad reputation i don't think the dodgers would honestly give him an opportunity at this point so those are the questions for now um this is if you're uh just hopping in here right now this is just all for fun this is a, a questions and answers episode i'll dive into some dodgers rumors as, and all that in just a minute as well um if you haven't hit that like button please hit the like button if you're a new subscriber and you've enjoyed our content please hit that subscribe button uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas Eve. Whatever other holidays are out there right now. Hope you're uh, having fun. Not a big New Year's guy, but if any of you guys or ladies are big New Year's people, hope you got fun plans. Um, but let's kind of dive a little deeper right now into what we're looking at for the Dodgers in 2024. So let's pull up the depth chart and let's kind of analyze what we've got here. So the 40-man roster is full. We still haven't even had the corresponding roster move yet to let go of somebody uh, in order to make the Yoshinobu Yamamoto contract official. So somebody's got to go. But in the meantime, let's see where we are at. I don't know why Google does not pull up this roster right away for me. That's annoying. Okay. First off, Yancy Almonte. No more minor league options, so he has to make the major league club or he'll be DFA. Yancy Almonte had a really bad season last year for the Dodgers. He showed some strides. I think he had a nice run where he went 8 to 10 outings, didn't give up a run, and then he just spiraled out of control again. But for Yancy Almonte, you can kind of view him as the, the Phil Bickford role for 2024 he is for uh yancy almonte he's going to pretty much have to prove himself if he doesn't he'll be dfa'd by may or june he might be just kind of holding on to a roster spot right now but i don't know i don't know what to believe on him with him uh for walker bueller we've already kind of talked about it walker bueller's coming back this is really exciting for the dodgers this is one of their big game pitchers. Walker Buehler. What to expect from Walker Buehler in 2024? He's going to be in the Dodgers rotation without a doubt. It's just going to boil down to how many innings do they want Walker Buehler to throw for the 2024 season. Personally, I think 150 should be his cap. And then, of course, however deep they go into the postseason, you're going to want to just let him throw it all out there. But Walker Buehler is on a contract year. This is definitely a redemption season for Bueller. It's going to be one of those seasons where, hey, don't forget about me type of moments. So um, I expect Walker Bueller to probably have an ERA three and a half to four range. 120, 140 innings is my estimate for what he'll give us. But I'm excited to have Walker Bueller back for the Dodgers in 2024. Uh, Kayla Ferguson, definitely going to be in the Dodgers bullpen mix best lefty on the team 
uh, for Caleb Ferguson. It's just going to boil down to consistencies. Uh, JP Fireisen. So this is going to be one of the Dodgers' high leverage re- relievers, without a doubt. Uh, for JP Fireisen, he hasn't really pitched in one and a half years, but when he was on his game for both Tampa and Milwaukee, one of the best high leverage guys in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm excited to see the Dodgers implement him into the bullpen mix for 2024. Uh, he, he's going to be kind of a similar guy to what <clears throat> Ryan Brazier and Chris Martin were for the Dodgers. Nick Frasso, he's going to make his Major League debut in 2024. He's one of the Dodgers' top prospects in the system. They got him in a heist. I believe they traded Mitch White to acquire him. This guy has really climbed the charts up fast in the minor league depth. Uh, so the 20, he's 25 now. This is the time for Nick Ferrasso to get some major league innings under his belt. Tyler Glass now wearing that number 31. When Tyler Glass now is healthy, when he's on his game, he is a top 10 pitcher in major league baseball. This is no doubt about it. Tyler Glass now is one of the game's best. I'm really excited to see what this guy does in a Dodgers uniform. He's going to go in the prior lab. He's got his injury issues, we believe, under control now. Throws one of the sickest curveballs in in the game. High heat, can throw 98 to even 100 miles per hour at times if he really wants to. Tyler Glassdale is going to be a big part of the Dodgers for 2024. Tony Gonsolin, out for the season. He's going to undergo Tommy John surgery. They're going to move him to the 60-day ASAP. Bruce Stargratterall, incredible season for the Dodgers last season. Basically had a one ERA. Big question, I think, for Bruce Stargratterall will be, could they move him into the closer role for 2024? Or does he just stay as an established setup man for whoever the closer is? Michael Grove should never be given another opportunity to start for the Dodgers again. Uh, Best course of action for Michael Grove is for him to be converted into some type of reliever. Brian Hudson, uh, he's just depth at this point. He's a lefty. We saw a little bit of him last season. He could easily be DFA'd, but he does have some minor league options. I think the Dodgers will hold on to Brian Hudson, at least for right now, in case that one of uh, Ferguson or Vestia are hurt. You can call up Brian Hudson to eat some innings. So that's kind of where I think he stands. Kyle Hurt threw one inning for the Dodgers last year, or I should say he had one appearance for the Dodgers last year, and he was awesome. This guy has really nasty stuff. Kyle Hurt, the question will be, will they use him as a starter? Will they use him as a reliever? But this guy is really good. I believe they got him in that Dylan Floro trade when they acquired Vessia. Kyle Hurt was the minor leaguer in that package, and now that Kyle Hurt is developed, he's really starting to make a name for himself. You should look forward to him. Joe Kelly, already talked about him, got the Porsche for his wife, high leverage reliever, throwing still as hard as he ever has. Joe Kelly, big part of the Dodgers. Dustin May, who knows what we're going to get with Dustin May. Could be out for the season, could come back as a starter in the second half. Always snake bitten by injuries. I don't know what to expect for Dustin May. I skipped Landon Knack, so let's go back to him. Similar story to Nick Frasso, one of their top prospects, ready to make some major league starts, could be a trade chip, but Landon Knack has really proved himself. He's bounced back, had a great double-A AA and triple-A stint last year, should be part of the Dodgers. Bobby Miller, Bobby Miller could be an all-star next season. 
we all know how good Bobby Miller is. He has some of the best pure stuff in the game. You mean, I mean, you got a starter who's throwing 102 at times, has a sick curveball, sick breaking pitch stuff. Bobby Miller, I could see Bobby Miller being even a 20 game winner one day if he gets the innings under his belt. Bobby Miller is just that good. He, he could be the sneaky ace of the staff next season. I'm just calling my shot right now. I believe in this guy, and you should too. Evan Phillips, closer, fire, fireman guy. We all know who Evan Phillips is. He's their best reliever. Emmett Sheehan, um, I think we we're all pretty high on Emmett Sheehan. was really cool to see him be a part of the Dodgers last season. Proved himself. He is definitely a game, a, a Major League Baseball starter in this game. And so Emmett Sheehan, I would say, is probably the front runner right now to be the Dodgers' number five pitcher for 2024. And then following him is Gavin Stone, who had the most hype maybe coming into last season other than Bobby Miller for Dodgers rookies. And Gavin Stone shit his pants. He did not live up to the hype. He pretty much struggled in every outing that he appeared. And with that being said, I think Gavin Stone, this is the guy you want to bet on. His price will never be any lower. He's going to have – he lost pretty much all his truthers. Um, the world is against him right now. But Gavin Stone is was one of the best pitchers for a, a minor leaguer in 2022. And so I'm not – just like Ryan Pepio when he made his rookie, unofficial rookie year in 2022 where he was just walking out everyone and then everyone gave up on him and I was adamant you got to believe in Ryan Pepio. And he showed us uh, last season in a limited sample, albeit, but he was really good. I think Gavin Stone's the same story. Blake Trinan. Who knows what we're going to get with Blake Trinan? He was uh, hurt the last two years, but one of the game's best high leverage relievers when he's healthy. Um, Ricky Venasco, certainly a wild card. Um, minor leaguer right now, but the Dodgers clearly believe in him. They re-signed him to a major league deal. A one year, I believe, and so let's see what we'll see what we have. This guy has some pure underlining, filthy stuff. So I think that Venasco probably has a chance to be in the Stodgers bullpen at some point. He might be the new Shelby Miller, if I'm being if I'm being honest. He could be the new Shelby Miller at some point. Gus Varland, he really struggled, had a couple bright spots, was uh, picked by the Brewers, I believe, in the Rule Five draft last season. Then he went back to the Dodgers. Um, I'm not too sure what to expect from Gus Varland moving forward, but there's definitely some good underlying stuff, and he could have a future with this team. Vessia was awesome in 2021, awesome in 2022, not awesome in 2023. If Vessia can get on his game, uh, he's a great bounce-back candidate. He's definitely got a lot of heart, so not giving up on Vessia just yet, but he definitely needs to bounce back. Uh, otherwise, they got to move on. And then last but not least for the pitchers, Ryan Yarbrough, another guy that's kind of like a Tyler Anderson-like type of pitcher. Doesn't throw hard. Really good with his uh, accuracy. Will make some starts. Will be a piggyback guy as well. I don't think Ryan Yarbrough has the stuff to be a high leverage reliever. So uh, best thing for him is either to start or be a middle innings guy. Um, so what's going on, everyone? That's the Dodgers pitching staff right now. So let's get to some more questions. If you haven't hit that like and subscribe button yet, let's do that. Let's pump up the show here as we're just having fun here on Christmas. Um, ask me literally any random questions. I will talk about pizza, 
LA pizza is the best other than New York. I do not care. Chicago pizza is mad overrated. So I'm sorry if I'm triggering, triggering anyone, but that's just my opinion. I'm a big pizza connoisseur. I could talk about pizza for hours. And yes, Chicago, really overrated. Um, Harmony. Would you sign Alex Wood as an innings eater? Uh, no, I, would, I don't want Alex Wood back. Thank you, Alex Wood, for your two stints with the Dodgers. But in my opinion, he's pretty washed. And if I wanted, an, if I wanted a, a lefty to just take a gamble on, give me Paxton, give me Ryu, give me Kershaw. I do not want Alex Wood. 275, vet question. Why is no one talking about Marcus Stroman? No one's talking about Marcus Stroman in a Dodgers uniform because, let's face it, he's kind of overrated. He's got a mouth. He talks a lot of shit online. He was actually kind of good for um, the Cubs in the first half last season, and then he just fell apart. This guy, he's too cocky. He thinks he's a number one. He's closer to a number four. I don't think the Dodgers will even explore trying to sign a Marcus Stroman-like. Uh, too reliant on contact. Doesn't strike anyone out. That's not really the Dodgers' way with right-handed pitchers. They definitely want guys with swing and miss stuff. So, no thanks for Marcus Stroman. Yang Yi, speaking of Tyler, how about former Dodger Tyler Anderson as a lefty? Well, Tyler Anderson is still under contract, I believe, with the... Angels, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he signed a multi-year deal. And Tyler Anderson was pretty bad for the Angels. Now, that could fault on the Angels organization themselves because they're really incompetent. But I don't think that Tyler Anderson's coming back to the Dodgers, at least for next season. Harmony, who wins the AL Central? It's not going to be the Twins because they're not doing anything. It's not going to be the Tigers, although they're getting closer, but I think they're still a few pieces away from being a serious contender. Um, Kansas City is making moves. I don't think they have enough yet. Cleveland was disappointing. Chicago's a mess. Just going to take a shot in the dark. I'll say the Guardians bounce back. Every time we think the Guardians are dead in the water, they somehow reemerge and win the central so right now assuming they assuming it's the roster we're looking at right now and shane bieber doesn't get moved i'll go cleveland why not don't sleep on connecticut pizza from viral addict i have never had it so <laughs> i've never been to connecticut been to new york and i am a strong believer they have the best pizza Viral Attic, Luzardo trade. Jesus Luzardo would be awesome for the Dodgers, but he would cost a pretty penny. I definitely think the Dodgers should explore it. They certainly have the prospect capital, and they could definitely use the starting pitching depth. I mean, yeah, we could just be assholes, rule the world, say, we don't want Emmett Sheen as our number five. We want Jesus Luzardo as our number five. That would be insane. So, I'm on board. If they want to continue to explore for trades like Corbin Burns, do it. Get a super team. Get the best rotation of all time. Um, I think the Dodgers are really proving it to everyone right now that they're going to be aggressive. 
and they're not even that high over the CBT threshold right now. Losers like the Mets are still way above it. The Yankees are above it. Dodgers have plenty of financial flexibility uh, for that last tax threshold, I should say, where it starts to get really expensive. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, well, you should be going to TickPick right now to get your Dodgers tickets. If you're, uh, if you're a big basketball person, you can get your Lakers tickets. They finally won a game, thank God. Um, but TickPick is the best side, in my opinion. You can literally look up any event, and they're going to have it there for no service fees. So if you're trying to go on Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, they're going to have those sneaky fees in the end that add another 20 bucks. There's no extra service fees on TickPick. And they're reliable. They're legit. They will certify your tickets, so you don't have to worry about being scammed. So if you're really scrambling right now to get that last-minute holiday gift, uh, download the TickPick app. They have some promotions going on. Um, lots of great concerts as well. So definitely take advantage. Go to TickPick. Uh, no service fees. Best deals out there. Dodgers definitely need to dump some prospects, not only for the 40-man, but so that these guys get a chance to play. So I want to actually dig a little deeper into Michael Bush because I honestly am kind of confused why the Dodgers can't figure it out with this guy. Um, I understand that defensively he is a liability and there really is nowhere for him to play around the diamond. I don't know why the Dodgers haven't tried to be more aggressive with getting him acclimated in left field because if Michael Bush could be even a halfway decent left fielder, then he has the same exact makeup to be like a Jock Peterson. I mean, this guy has a ton of power. He's been nothing but clutch in triple A, and I'm kind of disappointed that the Dodgers – weren't able to get Michael Bush more involved last season. This was the perfect chance for Michael Bush to really get comfortable with the Dodgers. They had the room. They had guys like Colton Wong get playing time over Michael Bush. Colton Wong should have been working at a subway, not playing for the Dodgers who were trying to win a World Series. And so that was infuriating. Miguel Vargas, they gave him a leash for the first half of the season and then they kind of had to cut ties and send him to AAA. But I don't understand why there wasn't more of an opportunity for Michael Bush, who we, according to all the prospect experts, they graded Michael Bush above Miguel Vargas. And I mean, this isn't just like me making things up. Last season in AAA, Michael Bush hit 323 with a 431 on base, a 618 slugging. That equates for 1,049 OPS. He had 27 home runs with 90 RBIs, only 88 strikeouts, over 469 plate appearances. Tie that to what was a very limited opportunity in uh, the majors where he had 81 plate appearances, only got two home runs, a 167 batting average. But, I mean, what the hell are we doing here with Michael Bush? Why can't we figure this out? He's going to be nearly 30. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I think he's like 26, 27, but they've got to really figure this out. He was a, he's like a top 20 prospect in the major league pipeline. And the daughters are just refusing to figure out what to do with this guy. And I'm, I have no reason to complain about what the daughters are doing because 
they're going out there and kicking everyone's ass and making all other 29 teams cry, look like little babies with these Otani, Yamamoto, billion-dollar total moves. But, like, we got to figure out what to do with Bush. This is just insane. Like, we're letting one of the best talents out there rot away. And I think Michael Bush, if he's given an opportunity at the major league level, could hit 20 home runs every season. I don't expect him to hit 323, but he certainly has the makeup to be a 250 hitter. And the scouts and all the all the advanced stats suggest that this guy really has a great natural swing and he has the makeup to be a solid major league player. So it's pretty frustrating that Michael Bush has essentially been wasted. Um yeah. People on the comments kind of agreeing there's no there's just no role for Bush. 275 vet, Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas for Corbin Burns. Hell yeah. If the Dodgers could trade those two guys for Corbin Burns, it's gonna take a lot more than that. Um, I still feel like Corbin Burns to the Dodgers is still something that we need to manifest and make it happen. If I had my pick of any reasonable major league player available right now that includes like the i think that of any pitcher i should say i'm taking corbin burns what would i have to give up for corbin birds certainly would cost one of bush and vargas i think you'd have to throw in probably a pajas and then pitchers the big question would be do you have to trade emmett sheehan i personally would trade emmett sheehan for corbin burns but if they could get away with gavin stone Nick Frosso, Andrew Landonak, maybe it takes two of those guys. I'm certainly in. Some people have kind of flirted with the idea, do you have to give up Gavin Lux to get Corbin Burns? I mean, I'm fine with it. It would suck, but if we get Willie Adamas in, in exchange as well, I'm here for it. I think Corbin Burns is a difference maker. You put him on a team like the Dodgers, he already has a Cy Young under his belt. Corbin Burns will just put this team over the top and he is a free agent after this season, but honestly that's okay because the Dodgers have the depth in the minor league system. Shohei Otani theoretically should be returning to the Dodgers rotation. And if you get a world series out of it, who cares? Like who cares about the consequences? Like our goal is to win as many world series right now with Shohei Otani. So I would love to see Shohei Otani win a world series in his first year with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, I certainly think that would be that'd be one of the greatest moments, obviously, in the franchise's history and put the Los Angeles Dodgers on a global scale. You'd get people in freaking Antarctica talking about the Dodgers. People out in Africa will be Dodgers fans if they can just pull this shit off right away. So I'm all in. I am all in. Uh, Yang Yi heard about... Porsche gift, of course, we've talked about that. Shohei Otani is the ultimate team player. I mean, everything he's ever done in his short Dodgers tenure right now suggests he is maybe the the ultimate Dodgers team player currently on that roster. Yamamoto and Otani were eating at Nobu last night. Where was Ben Verlander and did Kikuchi make that reservation? That's some good stuff from Justin Yamas right there. I'm sure Ben Verlander was crying in the shower because he didn't get invited. 
And then the whole Kikuchi nonsense. It's funny that he squashed that weeks ago. He made a reservation, I guess, in Toronto at a sushi restaurant. 40, 50 people invited and people thought Otani was one of the guests. And he said, nope, didn't happen. Um, just a lot of comments. Here we go. Harmony, why can't we trade Kartaya? I said trade him last year and I called him struggling in double A. Harmony certainly called her shot, said that Kartaya was overrated and that he wouldn't live up to the hype. He had a really bad season for the Dodgers last season. And he's not even viewed as a top 10 Dodgers prospect in some eyes at this point. So the Kartaya stock has certainly fallen. Uh, he seems like a great trade chip at this point, just based off the fact that Dalton rushing has really emerged is now the Dodgers top prospect catcher. And then of course, Will Smith is still with the team. So a guy like Kartaya is certainly expendable. Burns admitted on foul, tor- foul territory he wanted to test free agency. I mean, that's no surprise. But the Dodgers should still try to get Corbin Burns for one year and figure it out. Oscar Vargas, what's a solid LA pizza spot? Love these types of questions. So um, I have a few. Pizzeria Sai, or say if you're on the west side, that's Pizzeria Space SEI. I I believe that's off Pico. That's not too far from me, but that's uh, a wood fire with a little bit of Tokyo infusion inspiration behind it. One of the top pizza places in LA. If you're near there, you need to check it out. DeSano Pizza in East Hollywood, another excellent Neapolitan-like restaurant. Um, Highly recommend that. Um, In downtown LA, I'm blinking on the name, but they they are from Phoenix. Let me pull that one up. Uh, I believe it's Bianco. I just want to make sure I've got my facts straight. Yeah, Pizzeria Bianco in downtown LA, one of the best pizza restaurants as well. If you're looking for some excellent pizza, you've got to go to Pizzeria Bianco in downtown Los Angeles. Um, Where else? Where else? Best Bet just closed, but um, would have recommended them. Um, But yeah, I think those are some of my favorites right now. Just trying to remember. Oh, Prime Pizza is bomb. Definitely recommend Prime Pizza. And then... um, I almost forgot to give a shout out to Apollonia Pizzeria on Wilshire. And that, that's basically near the El Rey Theater in Mid-City. Apollonia Pizzeria, cash only, but they have some of the best pizza as well. Um, I'm not going to get into flavors and all that because that's your judgment call. I don't want to bias you and then you order the wrong flavor you don't like. But those are some of the, those are some of the best pizzas. Joe's Pizza on Pico, AB saying. If that's the Joe Pizza that's from New York, yes, they're also really good. <laughs> Got some good questions coming up. Talking about Boris clients, LA only has two Boris clients left on their roster, Miguel Vargas and Bruce Sargradrol. Uh Yeah, that is correct. Favorite three pizza toppings from Yonggi? Oh, man. Okay, so... 
firing just to get people triggered firing off right now pepperoni is overrated not a top three pizza topping pepperoni is good but the amount of hype it gets it's like ketchup it's it's not all that uh so for me top three we're gonna go with basil basil is a is just delicious it's it really adds special touch so i'm going to have basil uh people are going to kill me but i don't know if it counts as a topping or a sauce but honey if you've ever had hot honey on a pizza ultimate game changer could not hype up hot honey on your pizza any higher Um, but once you have that you can't go back so hot honey and then last but not least a top three pizza topping Uh, i'm kind of torn between pineapple or mushroom people hate pineapple on pizza i personally love it um but I, i guess i'll go pineapple i am on that boat pineapple on pizza absolutely delicious Kyle on why can't the Dodgers trade for Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber? And I know Jose Ramirez would remove the trade clause to win. Yeah. I mean, this is a great question. This is a great recommendation. Um, But the Dodgers, I don't think are going to go after a third baseman. I think that they really have promised Max Muncy that he is on the team. And where's Max Muncy going to play? If he's not a third base, he wouldn't be able to play. So I don't think the Dodgers are looking to acquire a third baseman. Um, Shane Bieber was really high on Shane Bieber, and now he's just been kind of crippled by injuries. He doesn't throw that hard anymore. He's always on the aisle with shoulder issues. So I think the Dodgers need to kind of stay clear of Shane Bieber. Uh, too many red flags for me. Pete's Anna is really good. Um, po- Pocket, True Du Bois. Um, Massa and Echo Park or Lenzini's in North Hollywood. Uh, speaking of Echo Park, I almost, I snubbed a big one. It's right near Dodger Stadium. It's literally, I think, two miles away. Quarter Sheets Pizza. You got to go to Quarter Sheets Pizza. They, they are in my top five. I will promise on all, on whatever you want me to promise on, Quarter Sheets Pizza. One of the best. You got to go there. You got to go there. Steve A uh, vouching me for Pizzeria Bianco in Phoenix, best lasagna he's ever had. Yeah, we've got we've everyone's loving the pizza talk. We've we've got a shout out to uh, Pizzeria Moza. Uh, yeah, Pizzeria Moza is solid. Um, certainly a little um, certainly a little expensive. I would agree with that assessment as well. Numero Uno's is really good. Um, I don't if that's that kind of dumpy numero unos I, i'm gonna kind of stay clear we've got yes to basil someone's mad about pineapple uh kayo thinks max muncie can play second um max muncie is not going to play second base that is just that is just a dream that's dead he was awful defensively at second base they've already kind of promised mookie best the second base job so i don't think that's happening but yeah, Max Muncy just doesn't have the mobility to play second base. And he kind of struggles with the bat now when he plays second base. So the Dodgers aren't going to move him to second base. If the Dodgers didn't have Otani, he'd be the perfect DH. 
But yeah, the Max Muncy reality is it's either third base or he's gone. And I think that the Dodgers promised Max Muncy they weren't going to trade him. Max Muncy essentially begged them to give him an extension because he wants to be. He he took a discount to stay with the Dodgers. He's literally taking pay cuts because he wants to be on the Dodgers. He loves it that much. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but Max Muncy is certainly going to be the Dodgers' third baseman next season. It's going to be a roller coaster because he was really inconsistent defensively um, at third base. But, yeah, Max Muncy, Dodgers' third base. That's the reality. Um, we got other questions. We've gone into a whole pizza tangent. Um, but yeah, it's been close to an hour now. So if you guys have questions, feel free to drop them below. If you haven't hit that like button yet, hit me that like button. Give me that like button. I'll be here for probably another 15, 20 minutes. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. But let's kind of, we can dive into the Dodgers uh, hitters right now. So let me go back to the Dodgers 40 man roster. As we just kind of quickly talk about what to, what to expect with who's currently on the team. So two-way player, Shohei Otani. That's pretty cool to see Shohei Otani pop up as a two-way player. Shohei Otani could be the MVP favorite right away out of the gate. Should hit close to 40 home runs, driving 100-plus Dodgers. We all know what to expect from Shohei Otani. Dodgers have four catchers on the 40-man. They do not need to have four catchers on the 40-man roster. They've got Austin Barnes, who was the worst hitter last season, Diego Cartaya, who really struggled down in the minors, Hunter Fiducia, who was the opposite of Cartaya, absolutely hit nukes in the minors and now is on the 40-man, and, of course, Will Smith, who was an all-star last season. So I think between the first three, game, first three names I've mentioned, Smith is obviously staying. One of those three, you've got a you got to drop them in like a circle pit, throw throw a pipe, and they've got to battle it out. One of these guys is going to have to go. We don't need four catchers on the 40-man. Infielders, Michael Bush. Already went into a whole tangent of Michael Bush. Freddie Freeman, Mr. Reliable, the most consistent hitter in Major League Baseball, still in his prime. Freddie Freeman had, I think it was one double away from 60 doubles. Maybe he gets that next season. But everyone knows how good Freddie Freeman is. Gavin Lux, maybe the biggest wild card of these established hitters. Couldn't run the bases successfully, blew out his knee. Uh, Gavin Lux has a lot to prove for the Dodgers in 2024. Hasn't really lived up to the hype just yet. We can assume that they've given him the shortstop job, although I am not fully confident in his ability to play short at a consistent level, especially with Max Muncy at third. Uh, the left side of the infield is a little shaky right now. Um, but yeah, Gavin Lux, prior to the knee injury, was super fast. I think he would have absolutely thrived with the smaller bases and stolen 30-plus bags. So we just kind of have to wait and see with Gavin Lux. But eventually he's going to have a breakout season. It's just a matter of when. Max Muncy, this guy is just one of the best pure power hitters in baseball. Um I mean, the, the value that the Dodgers get for him is just insane. And he should hit another 30-plus home runs for the Dodgers. And um, I would think he's the cleanup hitter, at least to begin 2024. Now that you have Shohei Otani, 
We know who the one through three are. I think Will Smith is your five hitter. So I think just by default, Max Muncy should be the cleanup hitter. Miguel Rojas got way more playing time than I think we anticipated last season. I personally think the Dodgers should just get rid of him. He's not very good with the bat. Defensively, he's awesome. But I think the Dodgers could certainly upgrade at the shortstop position. They might take a slight hit defensively. But if Gavin Lux isn't ready or he struggles in some capacity, I don't think we can do another year of Miguel Rojas. I just think he was too unreliable with the bat. And, I mean, the Dodgers didn't even trust him in the playoffs. They pinched hit for him. I believe he was the one. It was either Wong or Barnes that pinched hit for him. So I don't think the Dodgers are too high on him themselves. Chris Taylor continues to just get disrespected around the league. I don't know what people are expecting out of Chris Taylor. He, I mean, he's not going to be an all-star every season, but he had a really good season for the Dodgers last year. He's always striked out a lot. That's just part of his game. He's a good postseason hitter. But, I mean, last season, if you look at his fan graph value, he equated to a $15 million player. And what did the Dodgers pay him last season? $15 million. So he hit his exact value. The batting average wasn't that high with 237, but he certainly had the power. 15 home runs, 56 RBIs, 16 steals. And it's kind of hard for a guy like Chris Taylor because he doesn't know when he's going to be in the lineup every day. He doesn't know where he's going to start. He's always all around the diamond. And yet Chris Taylor, more often than not, comes through in the clutch. And he's probably a top three utility player in all of Major League Baseball. So I don't know if the Dodgers keep Chris Taylor for the full duration of his contract, but he has certainly always been a valuable player and a great asset for the Dodgers. Miguel Vargas really struggled. Already talked about him. Question will be, will Miguel Vargas be back with the Dodgers next season? Are they going to trade him? I don't think that he's going to get much opportunity to start every day at this point. He kind of blew his shot. But if Miguel Vargas doesn't get traded, he's going to be a player to watch this spring. If Miguel Vargas breaks out and forces himself into the Dodgers lineup, I mean, that only is an added luxury, and we're going to have a great conversation and debate potentially of what we have to do with Miguel Vargas for 2024. Betts, MVP candidate. Hayward coming back. Platoon guy will start probably most of the time in right field. Manuel Margot. Question will be, will the Dodgers keep him? Will they play him? They don't seem to be too fond of him. Doesn't have a lot of power. Right-handed bat. Uh, James Outman. Everyone everyone knows how good James Outman was. Rookie of the Year finalist. Should just continue to improve his games. Cut down on the strikeouts. And then last but not least, Andy Pajas, another top prospect who had his season cut short because of injuries. Andy Pajas, Andy Pajas is projected to be a pretty good outfielder when it's all said and done. All right. Elias Marquez. You think we'll get another starter like Cease or Burns? I don't think the Dodgers are going to trade for Dylan Cease. I think the price is too high. The Atlanta Braves are probably the team that scares me the most um, for a Dylan Cease market. I think the Dodgers pivoted immediately to Tyler Glass now because his 
the bargain, the, the asking price was much more reasonable. They only had to give up Brian Pepio and DeLuca versus for Dylan Cease. He probably had to give up Pepio, who it was reported the White Sox did want Pepio, but they wanted more. So it just makes more sense. And honestly, Tyler Glass now, this isn't me being a homer. Tyler Glass now is a better pitcher than Dylan Cease. It's not a hot take. When Tyler Glass now is healthy, he is a better pitcher. He has better stuff than Dylan Cease. Corbin Burns, I think, is still an option at the deadline if he's not moved by the Brewers. Dodgers might still be trying to make a trade for Corbin Burns. Um, but yeah, that would just break the internet and make people so, so sad. I'm dropping the link right now in the chat because I haven't brought it up. But make sure you guys vote in the third annual Incline Awards. Uh, I put this together myself. It's always a lot of fun going over the winners and losers. It makes for great content as well. So if you haven't voted yet, get your vote in. I just dropped the link below. Um, it's fun stuff. So you'll you'll want to vote. You'll have a good time. It's only going to take like five minutes. Favorite topping for me, basil, burrata, and prosciutto from Justin. All great toppings. That's a W right there. W take. J-Ram can play shortstop or second and then leave Muncie at third. Jose Ramirez is a third baseman. I don't think you can move him to second or short. I mean, it's a creative idea, but unless someone can provide me evidence that Jose Ramirez would be able to adapt at one of those positions, it's not going to happen. Chris Taylor is making market value $560 million. Is is weight you would pay for is what you would pay for for a utility player who it's ten to fifteen home runs on the open market. Exactly. W take right there. William Cheek, welcome to the show. I haven't seen you before. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We need to give Lux a chance with Rojas as a backup. He is great defense. We need a left fielder. I agree. We absolutely need a left fielder. Although Chris Taylor and Margot kind of cover you in left field, but I would love a solidified guy at left field. The Dodgers could just be the evil overlords and trade for Christian Yelich and say, F it. I think Christian Yelich, if that contract wasn't as expensive as it was, I think Christian Yelich would be a great solution for the Dodgers in left field. But yeah, we need to give Gavin Lux a chance, whether it's at short or second or somewhere. Um, the Dodgers are really high on Gavin Lux. It's just a matter of do they keep Gavin Lux or do they sell high on him? Eventually, Gavin Lux is going to break out. But, I mean, I keep saying it. When? When is this going to happen? Yongi, would you trade for Classe? Um, Absolutely. We just talked about this in our most recent episode a couple days ago. So if you want to go back and listen to that for further depth, absolutely. Classe you could argue, is the best closer in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers have way too many assets under their belt right now. They could easily pull off this trade. Cleveland would love to sell high on a closer, and they would love to get great depth back in return. So if there's any team right now that would make this move and pull it off, it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Harmony Davis, why did Ben Verlander get so much hate or so much heat 10 days after he said what he said? 
Um, I don't understand the context, but he's Ben Verlander. MB, one more power hitting outfielder and a lefty starter needed. Um, I certainly agree. Dodgers could use a little bit more depth in the starting rotation. Um, I, I think the solution is either you promise a spot to Kershaw or you get you get you take a flyer on a James Paxton Hunjin Ryu type guy. It's probably not going to be someone that you're going to depend upon to start in a postseason game, but having just one more reliable arm who can give you five to six innings every time out for the first half of the season, and then maybe you cut him, you cut him the second half or you trade him. Um, you know, I kind of think what they did with Noah Syndergaard last season. They had the right idea. It just happened to be that Noah Syndergaard was absolutely terrible. But the Dodgers had the right mindset. They were hoping that Syndergaard would be someone that gave them just close to a quality start every time out. Wasn't a lot of value. Wasn't a commitment because it was a one-year deal. And it just didn't happen. Um, obviously, I'm talking about a right-handed starter, but use that logic with a left-handed starter. Just a year prior, it worked out perfectly with Tyler Anderson, who was an all-star, and Andrew Heaney, who reinvented his career and was a great pitcher when he was on the mound. Um, so the Dodgers would have to explore the market, but there are certainly some decent lefties out there. Or if they want to just add one more righty, Frankie Montas wouldn't be the worst gamble in the world. We've ran out of questions. It's 11.05. Christmas Eve is here. It's the best December ever if you're a Dodgers fan. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is a Dodger. I cannot wait to see him throw for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is going to be a top 10 pitcher. Everyone is going to understand why the Dodgers committed $325 million to this guy, along with the $50 million posting fee that they have to give to uh, the Oros. Yamamoto has four elite pitches. The biggest question I think for Yamamoto is going to be, apparently he threw once a week in Japan. Will he be able to throw twice a week potentially for the Dodgers? I'm not sure. Will they have to explore that six-man rotation? And that's why they need to add one more additional starter. These are still questions that I think remain to be seen. We've still got plenty of off-season to go. The Dodgers ain't done, and I think they've got one more exciting move under their belt. Lucas Giolito's still a free agent. Could the Dodgers add him? I'm not so sure. The Red Sox don't want to pay Jordan Montgomery. I don't think the Dodgers want to pay Montgomery at this point based off how much money they've committed. But if the Dodgers want to just be super ultra-aggressive, get a big-time lefty, you get Jordan Montgomery. Guy shows up in the postseason, gives them one more option as a guy who's clutch. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get out of Walker Buehler next season. People want to just jump to conclusions and think Walker Buehler is going to refer is going to reform back to where he was prior to that arm injury. I don't know. It's scary. It's scary stuff for a pitcher. He got heat ten days after he said Otani was the most important Dodger signing ever. Why? He got heat because Jackie Robinson exists. Jackie Robinson is the most important Dodger signing ever. 
he broke the color barrier. If you have, if you ever if you have time, I'm sure every Dodger fan has seen it. But you, if you have it, I highly recommend watching the the movie, the number 42, 42, because it will really put into perspective how much Jackie Robinson had to endure. I mean, those times, 60, 70 years ago, um, it was not acceptable the way people were treating um, people of color. And Jackie Robinson had the courage and the bravery to endure all the backlash he got. Um, he's probably the most important signing in Major League Baseball history. So that's why Ben Verlander got heat, because he's an idiot for takes like that. Yi Woodruff, reclamation project. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Woodruff to the Dodgers would make a ton of sense. I think that the Dodgers would have to wait till the 60-day IL eligibility rules come up, which I think begin in February. Then they can move guys like Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin to the 60-day IL. Then they can immediately sign and move Brandon Woodruff to the 60-day IL. So even though the Dodgers' 40-man roster is full in theory, it's not because Dustin May and Gonsolin are two roster spots that need to be moved to the 60-day injured list. There could be one other guy that I'm blanking on who might need to be moved to the 60-day, but I'm pretty sure those are the two right out of the gate who won't be pitching in the first half. And then, of course, Daniel Hudson is signed to a minor league deal, and if he breaks out and shows that he is still the Daniel Hudson of old, they're going to give him a roster spot. Um, but, yeah, Brandon Woodruff is a great idea. Probably wouldn't pitch in 2024, but that is some awesome depth for the Dodgers for 2025. But I think to MB's point, Brandon Woodruff doesn't help the Dodgers this year, and they need to prioritize guys that are going to help them win now. No more of these gambles like Alex Reyes, who just didn't work. Um, they gave, even though he's back, they paid Blake Trinan $9 million last season, I believe, to not throw a single pitch for them. So I'm kind of over this whole let's spend so that we have guys for the future. It's time to win now, and I get it. They were saving for Otani. It's clearly worth it. Um, but now we got to shift focuses. Shohei Otani is the greatest GM next to Andrew Freeman in Dodger history. Uh, in my opinion, Shohei Otani is a co-GM with the way he's just actively recruiting. He got Tyler Glasnow on board. He got Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who was not going to go anywhere other than the Dodgers because we had Shohei Otani. So Steve Cohen tried to uh, court him by taking him out to a nice dinner. I bet it was. I bet it was super awkward. I bet they had nothing to talk about. Cohen was probably trying to sell him on how great the Mets are. Anyone that's ever followed the Mets knows that they're a joke. Um, the Yankees. The Yankees came close. They really wanted him, but then that report that they didn't want to offend Garrett Cole by paying Yamamoto slightly more than him. Uh, cry me a river. Cashman always got he's always got excuses. By the way, Kevin, happy Kurt Flood Day. Today is the 54th anniversary of the Kurt Flood letter. He essentially helped lead to the creation of free agency. That's awesome. That is awesome. That kid Jay, do you think they get another outfielder? I do. I do think they're going to get another outfielder. Um, Paul Vaughn, Giolito, 
I don't think the Dodgers really will sign for Lucas Giolito at this point. I think some people were hoping that Lucas Giolito was going to sign like a super cheap one-year $10 million deal or something. But if you look at the, the market right now, if Jack Flaherty could get $14 million with the Tigers and Noah Syndergaard could get $13 million with the Dodgers last season, Lucas Giolito had a disastrous second half, but he has an established resume to prove that he is still a solid pitcher. Uh, so for Lucas Giolito, I would expect he'll probably sign a two- or three-year deal. Annual Average annual value, you're probably looking close to $20 million a year with an opt-out after that first year so that he can re-enter the free agent market in case he does have a great bounce-back season. But I don't think the Dodgers want to pay a guy like Lucas Giolito that salary at this point. I think Giolito is probably going to end up in the NL West, more likely San Diego or potentially Arizona. But I do think Giolito would have been a, I think he would have been a lock to the Dodgers if they didn't get Yamamoto. There's a good question from ABZ Tract. So why re-sign Clayton Kershaw? You re-sign Clayton Kershaw because he's Clayton Kershaw. Him and Sandy Koufax are the two greatest pitchers in Dodgers franchise history. If Clayton Kershaw is knocking at your door and he expresses, let me rephrase that. If Clayton Kershaw knocks at your door and he expresses his desire to come back, help compete for a championship, and the Dodgers can look into his medicals, do a physical examination and all that, and they can kind of come to determine that he will be able to come back in the second half, then you make that signing because he's Clayton Kershaw. And I don't think we should remember Clayton Kershaw for the way he went out in that NLDS game. That's just a bad reflection of who Clayton Kershaw is as one of the all-time great pitchers. I mean, you can fault the Dodgers organization for putting him into that spot. I mean, why are you, got, why are you throwing a guy who has a bad shoulder in a must-win game I'll never understand the logic here. But if you remember what Clayton Kershaw looked like prior to that injury, he was a top three pitcher, I think, in the National League. Definitely was in the Cy Young conversation. He was an all-star. The last two years, he's been an all-star. So when Clayton Kershaw is healthy and he's on his game, you bring back Clayton Kershaw. You don't want to see him pitch for another team. If Clayton Kershaw says, I'm going to Texas, well, then that's a different story. You have to respect his decision because he's given all he can to the Dodgers. But to answer the question, why resign Clayton Kershaw? Because he's Clayton Kershaw. That kid, Jay, with how the Dodgers look right now, if you're the GM, what other moves would you make and what other names, what other names do you want realistically in awesome stream? First of all, thank you. Um, Heads up, we're gonna do a we'll we'll do about five to ten more minutes. So get those final questions in right now, and then I'm gonna end the stream, and you can listen back on the audio feed if you missed any. Um, but if I'm the Dodgers GM right now, uh, here's what I'm thinking: We need an outfielder. A lot of people in the stream have mentioned that, and I 100% agree. I don't think Randy Rosarena is a realistic option anymore. I think if that was going to happen, it would have happened in the glass now trade. 
So I'm not going to say him. I think, I think Max Kepler would be a good left fielder. I like that he has some power to his name. 20 usually hits 20 something home runs OPS around 800 last season, a lefty bat. I think Max Kepler makes sense for the Dodgers. I also would kick Miguel Rojas to the curb and I would re-sign Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez was bad defensively last season, but he was also playing with a hernia. I think with Kike undergoing the surgery and he's back to himself, him, he and Chris Taylor are great utility guys. And Kike is insanely clutch. So I'm going to say those are the two bats I add. And then uh, the bullpen, Ryan Brazier's the safe pick. I don't know what Ryan Brazier's market is right now. If he's asking for multiple years, then we can't re-sign him. For me, Ryan Brazier, two years is the most I'm willing to go with him. Just because he caught lightning in a bottle last season, and he could very well end up like a Trace Thompson and completely flame out like a and end up like a pumpkin. I think that the Dodgers should look to spend some money on a closer. Whether it's trading for Classe, just owning it and paying Josh Hader and not looking back, or they explore other options. Maybe they pull a trade with the Blue Jays and bring in Jordan uh, Romano. I feel like Toronto's trying to make some moves. Jordan Hicks is a free agent. Maybe the Dodgers take a swing and just take a gamble with Jordan Hicks. But I think they need one more power arm. I don't think the Dodgers need to do really anything more flashy. And then you figure out what to do with Kershaw. Maybe you bring, you maybe talk to him. Maybe he sits out, get him in spring training so they have some roster uh, flexibility. And then, so I think I've named like four or five arms options. And then you just find like one more cheapy arm. Get some depth. The Dodgers always deal with injuries with the starting rotation. I don't think Walker Buehler is going to start the season either. could see him starting on the IL. So, yeah. Would Kershaw take the minimum? Yeah, he'd take close. I mean, the, I don't know what the, the minimum minimum is. If you mean like a million dollars, probably not. I think you could get Kershaw back for like $10 million with some incentives. Absolutely. Oscar Vargas, Kershaw is going to sign once teams are allowed to place players on the 60-day aisle. I think that is the logic as well because the Dodgers don't want to cut someone and then they're kind of they're kind of uh, hampered because now Kershaw can't pitch. So you move Gonsolin, you move May to the 60, you sign Kershaw, you move him to the 60. It's the same exact logic I had with Woodruff. Um, Steve A., he just had his first surgery and has potential to come back to be the best he's been in three to five years. Leadership and basically a player coach at this point. That's a good take. That is a good take. 275 vet. If you can sign a Kershaw, you sign a Kershaw. Dude, legendary for it. Derek. Paul Vaughn. Kershaw and Bueller in second half. To begin the year, you stone Sheehan and Grove. I agree with all that except for Grove. Michael Grove should never start for the Dodgers again. Like MB just said, Grove should be in the bullpen. Frank, is Dustin May finished? <laughs> finished would be too strong of a stance. Can Dustin May be counted on as a durable starter or a starter for 2024? 
I don't think so. I don't think you can count on Dustin May at all to start for the Dodgers next season. The Dodgers kind of dropped the ball the first go around when he came back in 2022. They tried to make him a starter. He was just mechanically thrown off. The Dodgers need to figure out a way to turn Dustin May into a reliever, I think. I don't know if that's the long-term solution, but until Dustin May can prove that he can stay on the field and healthy, the way he's going to add the most value to this Dodgers ball club is to come out of the bullpen. And he probably couldn't pitch back-to-back nights because his elbow is made of glass. But if you can have Dustin May come out of the pen every three to four days, he gives you two, three, or just one power inning. That seems like a much more viable solution for the Dodgers with Dustin May. Because unfortunately, as talented as he is, he is just like Noah Syndergaard. He can't stay healthy. And if you can't stay on the field, then you I don't care how good you are. I'd rather take someone that's slightly less talented who can pitch every fifth day than a guy who has a higher ceiling like Dustin May but can't be on the field. Like To me, that's a no-brainer. You need someone that can actually provide value on the field. Otherwise, what's the point? Um... Final questions. Here we go. Will Shin, to be honest, I am losing a lot of faith in Gavin Stone. Change up first pitchers are never successful in the MLB. Look at Chris Paddock. I don't think that's a true take. I believe Zach Granke threw one of the best changeups in the game. Um, I don't know. Change. I don't know exactly what we're trying to say here with changeup first, but a guy that is reliant on the changeup as an out pitch. There are certainly a lot of great pitchers out there and in the past who that was their go-to pitch and had a lot of success. I think for Gavin Stone though, he's got to, he's got to find his out pitch. That was kind of what killed him. He didn't, he wasn't able to put away hitters and he had a lot of life on the fastball 94 95 had a pretty great changeup. The slider, the slider wasn't really working for him. I think that's kind of what he needs to improve upon. I think that was the big difference for Ryan Pepio last season. He was able to find that third pitch with the slider, and then that made the changeup more um, deceiving. I'm not giving up on Gavin Stone. If the Dodgers keep him, I think Gavin Stone has a chance to be a great bounce back candidate for the Dodgers next season. Um, as, as filthy as Emmett Sheehan is with his underlying stuff, he was he was clearly more ready, but we cannot forget how good Gavin Stone was in 2022. So I'm not giving up on Gavin Stone. I think this is the year that Gavin Stone bounces back. He had his first spring training last season. He's going to have another chance with spring training this season. I think Gavin Stone, if he's not traded, because at the same time the Dodgers might – trade him and sell sell medium now he's not he wouldn't be high value but there's still a lot of value with gavin stone don't 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 quit on him just yet i do not think it's time to quit on gavin stone that kid jay are you not worried about luck staying healthy oh i'm worried about gavin luck staying healthy he's almost kind of like the dustin may version of a dodgers hitter Stone will have great spurts, and then he gets hurt. He gets hurt every season. Last season was the worst of them all because he obviously missed the entire year. 
but he got hurt in the second half of 2022 and wasn't good. He was hurt a lot of 2021, had his moments, showed up in time for the playoffs, but Dodgers tried to move him all over the, the infield, the outfield. It was just a mess. Yong Yi, A.J. Pollock for left field. No thanks. I think A.J. Pollock is washed and will be retired in a year. Justin Yamas, no, I see Tony being non-tendered next year. I don't know. I'm not sure about Tony Gonson. I don't think they get rid of him just yet because he's cheap value. And people use this logic with all other pitchers. Tony Gonson's getting a fresh elbow. So why is he any exception? He could come back firing and throwing 95-96. Before the injury, Tony Gonsolin was an all-star. That's just the reality. And then he had the forearm tightness, and he hadn't been the same since. But if Tony Gonsolin could get healthy, he's always been kind of the, the exception, the, the Cinderella story where a lot of people don't believe in him, and then he just arises to the, he arises to the occasion. Tony Gonsolin is on the roster and he's healthy. You've got to give him an opportunity to at least give him the redemption arc. So I'm dropping in the Discord invite right now. If you're having, if you like this show and you want to be a part of our Discord chat, join the Discord. Just drop the link below. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, or if you're listening on the audio feed, hit that like and follow button. Um, this is Kevin Klein about to sign off with my final thoughts. It's December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas is one of the best times of the year. Christmas movies are phenomenal. There's a million Christmas movies. Um, I don't know if I've ever done a Christmas movie list on the show before, but if you're an elf person, make sure to watch Elf one more time. If you're a It's a Wonderful Life person, make sure to watch It's a Wonderful Life. If you're into campy stuff like Love Actually, go ahead, put on Love Actually. If you're... Uh, into a Christmas story, put on a Christmas story. If you want a good laugh, put on Christmas Vacation. There's just so many great Christmas movies out there. There's so many great Christmas songs. Gingerbread Cookies is a top 10 cookie. Maybe next time we'll go into we'll go into um, cookie, cookie takes. Home Alone from MB, absolutely. And That Kid J. Home Alone is one of the all-time best Christmas movies. Steve A with Family Stone. I don't know about that one, dog. That one, that one was not that good in my opinion. Home Alone, though, iconic. They're uh, spirited. I think that came out last year. Decent, not top 10. Family, Gavin Stone. That's a good pun right there. But, yes, yeah, so many Christmas movies. Miracle on 42nd Street, 34th Street. One of those elite movie right now. Um, but, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, although we might be back before uh, the New Year's holiday. But let's see what the Dodgers do. I think the Dodgers have one or two more solid moves in them. Maybe that happens in January, but it's been a fun offseason thus far. Thank you guys for all listening to the Incline Dodgers podcast. Kevin Klein here. Make sure you're following us on social media as well. And yeah, what a great time to be a Dodgers fan. Happy holidays, everyone. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Dodgers.